السلام عليك زين الأنبياء السلام عليك بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم على سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه وتابعين لهم بإحسان اليوم الدين and we ask Allah that these prayers and peace with the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, his family, companions, and those who follow them in goodness be upon all of his forefathers and brothers from all prophets and messengers, upon Allah's angels who are brought near, his pious servants, and all of us, all of, the, all of those who are listening, all of those who this recording reaches among that group by Allah's mercy, and Allah is the most merciful of the merciful. And alhamdulillah, we're in the month of the nightly journey and the ascension to the heavens of Allah's beloved, Al-Habib Al-A'zam, the greatest love, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Alaihi Wa Sahbihi Wasallam. So after the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam traveled to Jerusalem and Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa and led the Prophets in prayer, the Mi'raj is brought. So this night that we're commemorating is a night of al-Isra, which means to be made to travel by night. So we translate it as a nightly journey. And the night of al-Mi'raj, which we translate as ascension. However, specifically, al-Mi'raj is like uh, the stairway or the ladder, something which you climb and gradually ascend. So al-Mi'raj is brought and that is a lordly, celestial staircase. And the Prophet ﷺ describes it as he never saw anything prior to that that was more splendid or more beautiful than the Mi'raj. And the scholars say that the Mi'raj is what the dead person sees as his soul is being brought up the Mi'raj to the skies and his eyes may fix on that. So he's brought this beautiful ladder or beautiful staircase. Literally, you could say a stairway to heaven, right? He's brought the stairway to heaven, which he ascends, and he begins to ascend through the skies, and there's a point. So first he ascends to asama ad-dunya, and you notice I'm translating them here as skies. I might also translate them as heavens. But if I say heavens, I do not mean heavens like heaven and hell. We mean heaven like layers of the sky. If we mean paradise as juxtaposed to hell, we're going to say Jannah, right? So Jinan, gardens, or paradise is one thing, and Samat is another. So he's ascending layers in the sky. Samat ad-dunya is the lowest of them the closest of them to us. So he's brought to the gate of the, you could say the terrestrial heaven or the terrestrial sky, the lowest, the closest to the earth. And Jibril asked that the gate to the sky be opened. And he's asked, who is this? And he replies, Jibril. And they say, and who is with you? And some of our teachers mentioned the reason the angels knew that someone was with Jibril is they were familiar with the light of Jibril, alayhi salam, right? He ascends all the time and descends and brings revelation to us. They were not familiar with this intense light of Habib Muhammad, 
sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and by this light along with the light of Jibril alayhi salam, they knew that there was someone with him and they said, and who is with you? He replies, Muhammad, has he been summoned? Yes, welcome, welcome. We're very happy to receive him, marhaban wa ahlan. And he's a excellent brother and an excellent caliph. So the gate to this sky is opened and they enter this sky or this layer of the sky. And there is Adam salam, the father of humanity in the form and the image in which he was created. And it comes in other traditions that he is 40 cubits, like forearm spans, 40 cubits high, alayhi um, salam. And Adam, he's there at this lowest heaven and the souls of his believing offspring are presented to him and of the prophets. And he says, a, a good soul and a pure soul, place it in Illiyin. And Illiyin here means Jannah. It can also mean the highest Jannah. So these souls that are ascending, he's saying, place them here. And then the souls of his unbelieving offspring are presented to him. And he says, a vile and foul soul, place it in Sijin. And what is Sajin? Sajin is hell or the lowest of hell, a place in the lowest of hell, and we seek refuge in Allah from that. And the Prophet ﷺ, he sees multitudes of people to his right and a door to his right from which there's a pleasant fragrance and multitudes of people to the left of Adam ﷺ, um, and, and a door to his left, and from the door there is a stench. And when he looks to the right, he smiles and he's happy. Adam, he looks at these and he's happy. And he looks at these and he cries. So the Prophet ﷺ, he greets him and he responds. And he says, welcome to a pious son and a pious prophet. So he responds in an excellent way to the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ. So then the Prophet ﷺ, he says to Jibril, and who is this? He says, this is your forefather Adam. And those... Multitudes of people, they are the souls of his offspring. The people on the right are the people of Jannah. The people on the left are the people of hell. When he looks to his right, he smiles and he's happy. When he looks to his left, um, he cries and he's sad. And this door to his right is the door to paradise. And when he looks at his offspring who will enter it, he smiles and he's happy. And the door to his left is the door to hell. And we seek refuge in Allah from that. And when he looks to it, he cries and he's sad. Allahu Akbar. So one of the things we see, and this is a reality, this is a reality that there are a portion of the children of Adam that are created for heaven and a portion of them that are created for hell. And that's been in Allah's knowledge forever. That has forever been in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's knowledge. Um, and that is a reality. And one of the things that we're going to see through this Isra and Mi'raj is that we, we're going to, Allah showed the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa that we could show him from our, our signs. He's going to see signs from Allah's great signs. And you're going to see signs or he'll see signs and he'll convey them to us that are jamali, that are signs and, and manifestations and symbols 
of the divine splendor and grace, and he's going to see signs that are jalali, that are majestic or rigorous or difficult manifestations, and those are signs of the divine majesty. And Allah is bul jalali wal ikram. Allah is the one of majesty and grace. This creation is not, um, it's not monolithic. It's not entirely jamal, and it's not entirely jalal. It's not entirely blend, uh, beauty, nor is it entirely majesty. And through all of that, we learn about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there are those that are created for hellfire, right? And that's known, and it's, been, it's, it's always been in Allah's knowledge. It was informed, Adam alayhi salam was shown this, the angels that, that bring the spirit to the body at after 120 days, they record that, that's known. And then it's only for the life of that person to play out and for them to make the choices based on their accountability that will lead to those two paths. So we ask Allah to make us of the people of paradise and grant us his good pleasure and we seek refuge that we be from the people of hellfire and that we um, receive his displeasure by Allah's mercy and Allah is the most merciful of the merciful. So then he ascends, and he ascends to the second sky, as Sama'athaniyah, and the same conversation happens. Jibril asks for permission to enter. The conversation occurs. Permission is granted, and Al-Habib is welcomed. So when he enters the sky, there he meets the two cousins, Ibn Khala. Isa bin Maryam and Yahya bin Zachariah. So he meets them, and um, each of them is wearing similar clothes, and um, their hair is similar. And with them is a group of their people. And we ask Allah to place us with the prophets. And there are those that Allah places with an nabiyin was siddiqeen was shuhada was salihin Allah places them with the prophets, the true saints, the martyrs, and the pious. And Allah says, وَحَسُنَا أُولَٰئِكَ رَفِيقًا And that is excellent company. So we ask to be of those that are placed in the company of the prophets, specifically the best of them. Al-Habib, Allah, and he describes Isa And he said, Isa is a man with curly hair of average height. And his, he's between dark-skinned and fair. Yamil al-Humra, redness, like dark red skin, well um, bayad and fairness. And his hair uh, is down, as if he's come from a bathhouse, right? It's as if it's wet and it's down um, and straight. And he said he resembled a man that was well known to the companions that will later become a companion. And that was Urwa bin Mas'ud al Thaqafi. Right? So he says, I met Isa, and Isa was like this. So he greets them with salam and they respond to his salam and they say welcome to a pious brother and a pious prophet and they pray for him. And then he ascends to the third. The same conversation occurs. And, and there's a point here as well. It occurs throughout each. Angels are um, custodians and angels are agents that Allah has carried out certain tasks. And this world is a realm of casual means. And the Prophet وسلم, he has a greater prestige and, and a more profound and vast permission and summons than any of these angels that he's passing. 
However, as does, as does Jibril salam, he's the best of the angels, he's the archangel and the best of them. But nonetheless, they enter the gate and they respond according to the appropriate adab of this gate of the heavens. And that's how all of us should respond with anything in the creation that Allah places before us. There are etiquettes for everything. It's not necessarily an indication of station, but it's an indication of our surrender to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we abide by these etiquettes. So they're ascending, and there's another point. Layers of the skies. Layers of the skies. Right? There's this perseverance, this Mars probe. How many you know, years does it take to get there and, and effort? And then Habib, so he said, he's ascending through these layers of the skies in a journey that just took moments. In some of the narrations, he returns and his bed's still warm. And that is your Habib. He's not going to bring you images of the dust of Mars. He's going to bring you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's greatest signs and the, the, um, the imminence of those who are beloved to Allah like the prophets and messengers, like the angels, um, and the places that are dear to Allah, like Jannah. So again, he sends through this third sky. The same conversation um, takes place, and he is welcomed. So then when they get to the sky, there is Yusuf, salam, along with a group of his people. And the Prophet ﷺ greets him, and he responds, welcome to a pious brother and a pious prophet. La ilaha illallah, and the Prophet ﷺ said he was given half of beauty. U'tiyah, shatr al-husn, or half of splendor. And there's a point here that Ibn Hajr explains in his commentary on the Sahih of Al-Imam al-Bukhari, Ibn Hajr al-Asqalani, and he says that it shouldn't be understood that he's given half of splendor, half of beauty, and the other half was divided among humanity. What should be understood is that if beauty was an essence, he's given half of that. And Allah's messenger, Muhammad وسلم, was given all of it. So he was given half of the splendor that Habib Muhammad was given all of. And Ibn Hajr quotes a hadith of At-Tirmidhi that the Prophet said there's been no prophet except that he was given a handsome face and a nice voice. And your prophet was the one with the most handsome of faces among them and, and the most pleasant voice. Sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa wasallam. And in that, there are meanings. So then he ascends to the fourth sky. Same conversation takes place. And there he meets Idris. And he's informed by Jibril that this is Idris. And that Allah said of him, and Allah raised him to a high station. So Idris is somewhat unique among the, those who he meets. Idris did not die an earthly death. Neither did Isa Idris is raised to this fourth sky, and there his, root, his spirit was seized. So he died in the sky. Isa was raised, we saw it to the second sky, and he will descend. And he'll die his earthly death, and it's said he'll be buried um, in the Hudra of Sayyidina Aisha with the Prophet and his companions. So he meets Idris and greets him. Then he ascends. Uh, he's brought, or the two of them ascend to the fifth sky. There they meet Harun. And Jibril informs him that this is Harun. And he is the man that was beloved to his people. 
and then he ascends, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, to the sixth sky. Same conversation takes place, and he's welcomed, and he enters the sixth sky, and then he begins passing a prophet, or a group of prophets. Some of them have a few people with them. Some of them have their people with them, like their whole nation. And a prophet or prophets that don't have anyone with them. They were prophets who brought the truth, brought revelation, and no one followed them. Nuh alayhi salam. He's from Ulul Azam, the prophets of great resolve, the five greatest messengers. Nuh alayhi salam. And the only believers that he had with him were those that he could carry on the ark. And that's a principle in the da'wah that, that we do our best in mercy and goodness and wisdom to tell the truth, but those who will respond, that's Allah's will. And that in no way diminishes from the truth. Absolutely, the da'i should, should self-critique his or her genuineness and ability in their call, but nonetheless, guidance is by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then, he passes a great multitude of people that fills the horizon, right? They're huge on the horizon, and he said, who is this group? And he said, this is Musa and his people. But then, Jibril tells him, raise your eyes. So he looks, and he sees greater multitudes that fill the whole horizon. And he says that that is your ummah, right? Those are your nation, alayhi salatu wasalam. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give, give us to live among them and die among them. So then he comes to Musa bin Imran, alayhi salam. And he said, he's Rajul Adam that he's a, a dark-skinned man. Adam is, is like the color of the earth, and he's very tall, as though he's from the men of a tribe that they knew that was called Shanua. So he compares them to a tribe, certain tribe that were large, uh, dark-skinned people, and he says he resembles them. And he, and he said that he had abundant hair, alayhi salam. So he greets him, and he responds, and he says, welcome to a pious brother and a pious prophet, and he prays for him. So then he ascends, and he ascends to the seventh sky. And Jibril asks for permission. Who is there? Jibril. And he asks for permission, and who's with you? Muhammad. Has he been summoned? Yes. So then he enters, and they welcome him. Welcome. Uh, welcome to a uh, brother and to a caliph, and it's excellent that he's come. So they come, and there is Ibrahim al-Khalil alayhi salam, sitting at the door of Jannah on a, a, a chair made of gold, leaning his back against a heavenly, a celestial masjid that is called al-bayt al-ma'mur. And ma'mur means to be frequented, for there to be activity there. And it's frequented with the angels. And what we're going to see 70,000 of them. So Jibril sitting at the door of Jannah on a chair of gold, leaning his back against al-bayt al-ma'mur. Al-bayt al-ma'mur was at one point during the life of Adam salam, lowered to the spot that is occupied by um, the Kaaba as we know it now. Al-bayt al-ma'mur was in that space. And that was a space where the angels worshiped Allah prior to Adam's time. 
And then Al-Bayt al-Ma'mur was placed there. And Adam salam worshipped there. The Bayt al-Ma'mur was raised to where it is now. And here and most of the narrations mention it's at the seventh sky. All that remained from al-Bayt al-Ma'mur on this earth is the black stone. The black stone was left from the Bayt al-Ma'mur and the Bayt al-Ma'mur was raised prior to the flood. And where the Bayt al-Ma'mur is now, the, the learned say that it's directly above the Kaaba, such that if a stone of it were to fall, it would fall to the Kaaba. And, um, and it's immense, and it is frequented by angels, and as we'll see, Al-Habib enters Al-Bayt al-Ma'mur. So there is Ibrahim, you know, in this auspicious um, sitting, and in this blessed place, and he has a group of his people with him. And may Allah make us of those who are with prophets, of those who really matter. So the Prophet ﷺ greets him and he responds and he says, Welcome to a pious son and a pious prophet, right? Because he's from the forefathers, just like Adam والسلام, Welcome to a pious son and welcome to a pious prophet. And then he says, Jibril salam, he said, Give your nation salams from me, right? Give your nation salams for me. So all of you, anyone uh, connected to Al-Habib from Ummah to Dawah, from those who answered his invitation, give them salams from me. And then he said, and give them, uh, inform them that paradise is earth is fragrant. Its water is sweet. And um, they should plant many trees there, or plant many crops there. And those crops are planted by saying, Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar. So this formula of saying Subhanallah that we say often, it's also known as al-baqiyat, as-salihat, inshallah, following the example of our shiyukh and, and our salaf, our predecessors, inshallah, we'll pray salat al-tasbih with 75 of these in each rakah, every night of Ramadan, insha'Allah ta'ala. Uh, so this tasbih, that is one of the ways that you prepare your plot in paradise. Plant your farms in paradise, and may Allah grant us that. May Allah grant us to see that and smell its fragrance in khair and mutfanafia. So then he sees peoples, people whose faces are bright, um, like paper, right? They're bright, they're clear, immaculate. And people who have some discoloration in their complexion. So those with a discoloration, they stand and they enter a river and they bathe in it. And when they come out, some of the discoloration um, has been removed. Then they enter another river and bathe and more of the discoloration has been removed. And then they um, enter a third river and bathe and all of the discoloration is removed. So he says, um, and then they go and they sit with the others, right? Those who are immaculate. And he says, Jibril, who are they uh, with bright faces? And who are they with the discoloration? And what are these rivers that they entered in and bathed? He said, those with bright faces, um, those are common lam yelbisu imanahum bidhum. They're people who didn't mix their faith with any wrongdoing. Right? They were believers, sound, uh, pious, and did not commit um, wrongdoing along with their faith. And as for those who have some discoloration, those are people that mix pious deeds uh, with other deeds that were not like that. 
they repented and Allah accepted their, their repentance. And as for those rivers, the first of them is Allah's mercy, the second of them is Allah's ni'mah, and the third of them is saqahum rabbuhum sharaban tahura. And that's uh, from the Qur'an, a phrase from the Qur'an. Their Lord gave them to drink a purifying, a pure and purifying beverage, and that is the third river that they bathed in that removed all of, um, all of what they had polluted themselves with uh, through their wrongdoing. And we seek refuge in Allah from our wrong deeds, and we ask Allah paradise and seek refuge in Allah from hellfire and his displeasure. And then it said, and this is you and your nation. So half of his nation, uh, his nation is divided in two halves. Some of them that have garments that are bright, right? Immaculate like pages. And others um, that have garments on them that are like soiled with soot. They're like sooty, right? They're dusty and sooty. And then the Prophet ﷺ, he enters the Bayt al-Ma'mur. So he enters this celestial masjid. And with him, those whose garments were immaculate enter. And the others are prevented, but they're still in a good state, right? So they say they're prevented, they're still in a good state. There's still people that will be rewarded in the hereafter, not punished, but they're not up to that high standard of those who enter al-bayt al-ma'amur with al-habib, Allahumma salli wa sallam wa wa We ask Allah to make us with him in every presence and in every state, and that Allah make us from the muqarrabin and make us of those who we overlook their sins and turn their evil deeds into good deeds by Allah's mercy, and Allah is the most merciful of the merciful. So he enters um, the Bayt al-Ma'mur, and they mention that every day, 70,000 angels enter the Bayt al-Ma'mur. What do they do there? They worship there. And after they enter that time, they never return. So that has two possibilities. One, they enter and they're just in there, right? It's just that immense, um, and, and you know, that it can contain that light and those worshipers, or that they enter an exit and never return, meaning that there are very, very many, 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 many of them enter al-bayt al-ma'mur, and Allah knows. Only Allah knows the number of angels that he created. La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. Allahumma salli wa sallam wa baraka alayhi wa alayhi. So then he ascends further. He ascends to what? The boundary lot tree. And Allah mentions the boundary lot tree in verses of Surah An-Najm describing this nightly journey. Uh, so the boundary lot tree is an eighth ascent. Right? He ascends again to the boundary lot tree. Um, one of the meanings of the boundary lot tree is it's the boundary of the knowledge of creatures. That's one of the meanings. Another meaning is it's the boundary between what's above it and what's below it. So that which is brought up from below stops there and is received there and continues its ascent. And what's brought down from above stops there and is received, received there um, and, uh, and continues its descension. And he describes As-Sidrut al-Muntaha. Um, and he said that it is a tree and at its base uh, proceed rivers, rivers of water that never go stale, milk that never spoils, um, wine, that is, is sweet to those who drink it. And the wine in paradise uh, does not intoxicate and a river of, of purified honey, uh, refined honey. The Prophet ﷺ said, someone could travel in the shade of this tree for 70 years and, and not traverse it, right? 
That's how immense the shade of this is. Um, and then he compares its, the fruit, and this, it's, it's a low tree, it's Sidr, right? And that, that exists in Southern Arabia. Um, kind of thorny little tree with little circular uh, leaves. And it has this fruit. They call it in Hadr Ma'udum. You eat it at some times of the year when it's, when, it's, when it's ripe. He compares the fruit to like immense jugs, right? Like Kilal Hajar, like half of a large quantity of water, right? For those that study some fiqh. Um, and he compares uh, it's the leaves of Sidratul Muntaha to like, the, um, like the, uh, the ears of elephants. However, perhaps in its shape, because he also says that one of these leaves could cover an ummah. And may Allah envelop us in his mercy and grace, right? And the, the, the unseen and the realm of dreams, it's a realm of symbols, right? So what does it mean for the Prophet ﷺ to be graced by visiting a tree that were one of these leaves to be draped over us? Um, it would cover a whole ummah, right? Shelter, shade, a whole ummah. Give grace to a whole ummah of Allah's creatures. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his grace. Um, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. So then um, Allah covers, right? Allah gives a manifestation of divine grace that is revealed. And when it appears on this tree, um, Allah says, when the sidra was covered, was enveloped, by this manifestation of divine grace that enveloped it, right? And Allah doesn't even describe what it is in the Quran. Um, when that occurred, it starts to light up and take on colors um, that were unknown to the Prophet These weren't colors that he could describe to those to whom he was speaking, right? Um, and uh, Allahu Akbar. And then um, in a narration, it turned uh, the tree or the leaves of the tree turned to uh, uh, rubies and emeralds, right, um, that had a beauty that no one would be able to describe. And he asked, um, and from its base proceed uh, four rivers, and he asked about the rivers. Two of them are, are, un, are above and two lower. You could say two outward rivers, two inward rivers, or two upper rivers and two lower rivers. And um, he says, as for the two inward rivers, they're two rivers of paradise. As for the two um, outward rivers, they are the Nile and the Euphrates. And then also in a narration um, that the scholars of Syria mention, from it, uh, there's a spring called Selsabil that splits um, into two tributaries, one of them gushing, right? And the Prophet wasallam is informed that this is Al-Kawthar. And he wasallam describes its water as whiter than uh, milk. And he takes it and he drinks from it, um, and it's sweeter than honey, and its fragrance is more intense. Its fragrance is more intense than musk. And Jibril informs him that this is al kawthar that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala gave you, and this other river is mercy, and he bathes in it, and all of his previous latter and latter misdeeds are forgiven. So then he, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, begins to follow al kawthar and he follows Al-Kawthar to Jannah. And here I'm saying Jannah, paradise or the garden, as opposed to Sama that we're saying is a, is, is a layer of the sky or of the heavens. And he enters Jannah. And how does he describe Jannah? He says, in Jannah there is what no eye has seen, 
no ear has heard, nor has it occurred to the heart of any human being. Right? Indescribable bliss. An abode of divine grace that is eternal, where there are eternal and unknown manifestations, meaning that we, know, we don't know them until we experience them. Inshallah, and Allah give us to, to experience those manifestations of divine grace, which are all and are an eternal lesson about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his beauty, right? Dhul Jalali wal Ikram. And then he's shown hellfire. And he said, it's the abode of divine wrath, right? And what is that? That's the, that is the, the, the manifestation of divine majesty or rigor of Jalal. So paradise that he's shown is Jamal, it's beauty, divine splendor, bliss, eternally without any turbidity, without any difficulty. And hellfire is its opposite, with the other billah. It's et- entire Jalal without any Jamal, right? Without any splendor. And the possibilities of Allah's grace or majesty are endless. And thus, the eternality of paradise, which is an eternal, never-ending lesson about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's grace, and the eternality of hell, which is an eternal lesson about divine majesty and justice. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, subhanahu wa ta'ala for paradise and his good pleasure, and we seek refuge in him from hellfire and his displeasure by his mercy, and he's the most merciful of the mercy. When we ask Allah to send prayers and peace upon Prophet Muhammad وسلم, that light that ascended to heaven, and all of his brothers and forefathers of prophets and messengers, all of their families, companions, the angels brought near, all of Allah's pious servants, and all of those who follow them in goodness until the day of judgment, and all of us with them and among them, by Allah's mercy, and Allah is the most merciful of the merciful.